Good morning on this Thursday morning and welcome to our devotional, Golden Nuggets, Food for Thought and for the Imagination. As we've been looking at the scripture, we've been looking at God bringing us to a point where we no longer depend upon ourselves. We don't depend upon our strength. We don't depend upon our ability. We don't depend upon anything that is in us or outside of us except our trust in God, to come to a place of brokenness. Such brokenness can be found in the life of Paul. As we read it in the epistles, we begin to see this this pattern that emerges that shows what he was going through to reach a place that he would be able to say, I no longer live, but Christ liveth in me. And the life that I now live, I live by the faith of the Son of God. In other words, he talks about yet living a life in his physical body, but yet it's no longer his. There is something inside of him that is living his life out. And that living out of his life is because of his trust, his faith that he has in Christ. Now, Yesterday we had talked about the Beatitudes and we had seen how in the Beatitudes on the Sermon of the Mount, Jesus talked about us letting go or being crushed or giving up certain things in our life. And whether it was of the spirit, of the soul, or of the body, we begin to see a little bit of this in each one of the uh, verses of the teachings that Jesus was giving. But I want to start off in the book of 2 Corinthians, chapter 1, verse 8 today. I want to read uh, verses 8, 9, 10, and then read a couple of other translations to help us grasp verse number 8. For it says, For we would not, brethren, have you ignorant of our great trouble. And the word trouble there that is used uh, can be defined that it comes from the word pressure. All of us are acquainted with pressure in life of one sort or another, whether it's mental, whether it's physical. It could be financial. It could be marital. Uh, Pressure comes in so many fashions, so many forms, and in so many ways to our life. But the word also can be either literal or, or figuratively. It could mean to be afflicted, anguished, burdened, persecuted tribulation, or even trouble. This is what the verse says. For we would not, brethren, have you ignorant of our pressure, our trouble, our affliction, which came to us in Asia. We were pressed, and the word there that is used for press means we were weighed down. We had a burden, a charge, upon our lives that was out of measure. Out of measure meaning that it was something that was throwing, it was throwing, thrown at us that was beyond. It it was something that was just abundant, exceedingly. Uh, uh, We could even use the the word exceedingly uh, more excellent, something that was beyond 
anything that we could comprehend or that we could even deal with. We were pressed out of measure, above strength. And the word there, strength, that is used is the word dunamis. That's the word when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. You shall receive power. Hear the word there. Here the word is translated strength. Remember, he weakeneth my strength. As we had read in Psalm 102, he weakens my strength so that I can infuse his strength in my life and it be his strength that is flowing through me. When I am weak, that is when I am the strongest, Paul said, because Christ is living through me. So let's read that scripture all the way through, and then we'll read verse 9 and 10. For we would not, brethren, have you ignorant of our trouble, which came to us in Asia, that we were pressed out of measure, above strength. In other words, it was just, above, there was nothing left in us. In so much that we despaired even of life. We were ready to throw in the towel. Remember, the devil wants to frustrate us to give up. But God wants to bring us to a point, to the end of ourselves, so that we can fully rely and completely trust in him. Verse number 9. But we had the sentence of death in ourselves. That we should not trust in ourselves. But in God which raises the dead. Who delivered us from so great a death. Notice. Past tense. And does deliver Present tense, in whom we trust that he will yet deliver. Future tense, here Paul had learned that whether it was something that he was going through, had gone through, or would go through, past, present, or future, he knew that God would deliver them from it, whatever it was. He would deliver them. But notice also that it says in whom we trust. So in verse number 9, in verse number 10, it uses those, that word we trust twice. Uh, whereas in verse number uh, 8, it talks about they were absolutely without strength in their life. They were beyond any ability, beyond anything supernatural beyond anything that they could do within themselves. But we had the sentence of death in ourselves that we should not trust in ourselves. See, that is where we come to the end of ourselves. There's that brokenness where we're not depending on our education. We're not depending on our bank uh, uh, account. We're not depending and trusting upon our own strength and ability of knowing what to do, but we're totally reliant and trusting upon Him. For He is the one that raises our circumstance, even when it reaches to the point that it seems that it's dead. When we've come to the end of the rope, as they say, and we tie a knot on it, but we're ready to let go and give up 
and then we 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 trust that God is going to get us through. He is going to raise that circumstance above and beyond anything that we can imagine, whether we ask it or think it, because our confidence and our trust is in Him, not in us. You know, we cannot say, well, you know, I have a, a 20 years of reading the Bible, you know, I can trust on some things that that I've learned. But it is trusting in Him. It goes back to that relationship of knowing Him and He knowing us and knowing that He is faithful, He is true, He is just. He will get us through what we're going through. Now, it may not be the way that we think or that we want or that we desire, but what He does is beyond even our thinking. That's why when the scripture in Isaiah 55, it talks about that my ways, uh, verse 7, 8, 9, uh, 10, and onward, my ways are not your ways and my thoughts are not your thoughts. Uh, he says, the way that you think and the way that I think and the way that we think, God says, the separation is as far as the heavens is from the earth. That's how far the separation is. In other words, we have to come to a place in our lives where if we're going to think how He thinks, if we are going to do the things the way that He does it, my ways are not your ways, my thoughts are not your thoughts. Well, if that is true, then we have to come to a place where we die, where we are totally with our hands up, given up and say, that's it. I, I cannot do it in any of my own strength and ability. And we begin to rely on Him and trust in Him. These three verses here, verse 8, 9, and 10 of the second book of uh, first, uh, Second Corinthians in, in chapter 1, it really does paint an awesome picture of what Paul and those that were with him had to go through. But our point of uh, no return is that we no longer rely on or in ourselves. That is the hardest thing to do, especially the more education we have, the more finances we have, the more learning we have, the more of a tendency that we're going to want to trust in that education, in that learning, in those finances, in whatever it is that we have accumulated. And yet, it's actually the opposite. God wants to strip us down to where the only thing that is left is Himself. Himself and His eternal Word. Himself and His true, His true, I, I, I'm going to use the word that probably doesn't even, His trueness, His faithfulness, His completeness, His greatness. That the only thing that is left is where we look unto Him. But in order to do that, there has to be in us a transformation in our thinking. There has to be in us that renewing of the mind to be able to begin to think as He thinks. To be able to do the things that He does the way that He does and not our own way. That means... That as the scripture says in Isaiah, and if we look at it as a, a whole, we actually, we actually get to see a complete picture 
uh, of of this uh, in and for our lives. Now the scripture says, uh, if we were just reading it in Old King James, uh, <clears throat> it says, "Let the wicked forsake his ways, and the unrighteous man his thoughts. Let him return unto the Lord." And he will have mercy upon him and to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. The word, therefore, return, we can use also and say to turn back or to repent. In other words, to repent here is saying, stop doing it your way. Stop doing it according to your own thoughts. Return unto me, for it says in verse 8, Isaiah 55, 8, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts are than your thoughts. Notice the comparison that God makes. He says that the way that we think and the way that we do things is as distant and apart as heaven is from earth. Now that is a big gap. Actually, that is an extremely huge gap. So God says, this is the way I'm going to deal with you. This is how I'm going to work with you. If you have a change of mind, a change of heart, if you repent, if you return to me. That means it is not an emotion that he's talking about here. Please understand this, where we bawl and cry and shed tears. Now that may happen, but that's not what we're talking about here. We change the way that we think. We change our thinking concerning God and his ways. We change our thinking concerning God and His thoughts. We change our thinking completely to the point where we begin to think according to His Word, which is going to require us meditating on it. We begin to walk according to His ways, which means that we're going to have to change the way that we did it or that we do it or that we're going to do it. All of these things have got to transpire. They've got to end. And the new beginning is going to be in the way that God does it. And that's going to be like the rain that comes down and the snow. It's going to be either watering real quick, instantaneous, or it's going to be like the snow where slowly through the process it melts so that it provides for the ground, the water that is needed for whatever is planted to grow. Well, Join us tomorrow on Friday as we continue along these thoughts. But until then, keep looking up. Our Redeemer and redemption draweth near. The Lord richly and fully bless you this day. In Jesus' name, amen.